welcome to Terra Incognita, the adventure podcast. Recently, we released a feature with George Monbiot, Guardian columnist, author, and journalist, talking about his time as a clandestine journalist in West Papua. But in this dispatch, we talk with George about something completely different. In the feature, I reference George's book Feral a few times, and Feral is an amazing book about George's efforts to re-engage with nature and discover a new way of living in the UK. In this dispatch, George expands a little on his time in West Papua and how it's a time that has completely disappeared. George had no access to a mobile phone, no sat phone, no internet, no nothing, and actually didn't call home for six months while he was there. This episode also asks George the question of, in a day and age where mobile phones and the internet and Facebook are everywhere, how does he find the solitude and isolation that he so desperately needs? In West Papua, in Brazil, um, I would be months and months away from people without any means at all of getting in touch. Not even a postal service, let alone mobile phones or anything like that. And the freedom you get from it is beyond compare. I I wouldn't want to do what I did then. I wouldn't want to do it now because it would feel fake you would deliberately have to cut yourself off in order to have the same richness of experience which came from being totally removed from your own comfort zone and from your own culture with absolutely no means of hooking back into it until you came home. And throughout that time, having to live entirely on your wits, in in my case, very dangerous circumstances, very politically dangerous, often very physically dangerous as well. Um, you just have to work your way through this. No one's going to come and rescue you. There's no means of getting in touch with the British Embassy, even if the British Embassy were interested, and in the countries I was working in, it almost certainly wouldn't have been. But you know, in West Papua, I was 2,000 miles from the British Embassy. And myself and my friend I was working with were completely on our own. We we, ju- we there was no one within a hundred miles who even spoke our language, uh, and and that gives you a clarity, a distance, a perspective that I can't see any other way of getting. It allows you to look back on your own culture, your own country, your own life in ways that almost impossible today it's given me my perspective on life it's given me my ability to see where we stand standing so far away from it I think André Gide said you cannot consent to discover new lands without losing sight of the shore for a very long time and it's that losing sight of the shore which is crucial you can't do that if you're plugged in to your phone if you're plugged into the global networks which we're now all part of so I think I was able through sheer luck to have these extraordinary adventures at just the right time when there wasn't any way of getting out and there wasn't any way of relying on other people and so those adventures were I suppose entirely authentic they were um, um, you didn't have deliberately to cut yourself off from people in order to be self-reliant. 
Now, one result of being so long away without any communication at all with home, because we had no means of communication at all in West Papua. Um, you know, there wasn't even a postal service. There was nothing um, in the great majority of places we were in. Um, we were blissfully removed from everything we knew. Was that when we did come home, it was a massive culture shock, completely disorienting and and disconcerting. Now I'd run out of money. Um, I used up all my money in travelling around West Papua and Indonesia. And so when I came home, I had to go back to living with my parents, which I found very difficult because I'd left home six or seven years before and hadn't ever really wanted to go back. So there was a lot of adjustment to to be done. Um, and it started straight away because you know, when, I, when I got there, my mum said, so um, how did it go? And I didn't want to talk about it at all. I said, oh, it was all right. Um, what's been happening here? And she said, uh, oh, um, what's been happening here? Um, oh, yeah, um, Mrs. Arnold's cat died. I said, uh, who's Mrs. Arnold? Oh, no, you don't know her. <laughs> and, and this sort of contrast between these extraordinarily rich and fantastically dangerous experiences that we've been having and this place where nothing ever happens, which was this very dull place where I was brought up, uh, was almost too much to bear. Um, I, it, was, it was so disorienting that I didn't really know where I was. I just wanted to be back in West Papua because I, I felt more at home there than, than in the place where I'd, I'd grown up. I don't think it'll ever be quite the same and I can't recreate um, those experiences. The world has changed. You can't cut yourself off to that extent. And I'm not as crazy as I was anyway. I'm still a bit crazy, but not nearly as crazy as I was in my 20s, which is probably just as well. Or I wouldn't now be in my 50s. Um, uh, but um, the closest thing I get to it is sea kayaking. And when I go out in my kayak, I don't deliberately don't take a phone. I don't tell anyone. It's completely irresponsible, I know. But I just have to have that sense that I'm on my own and only I can get myself out of any tricky situation I get into. And I do get into quite a few tricky situations because I go out in really crazy conditions sometimes and my ambition is always to get as far from the shore as I possibly can. Um, to lose sight of the shore, that's... that's, that's um, um, if I got the time, that's what I want to do, to just paddle out far enough. I love it. The further I get, the more I feel I'm reaching the place where I want to be. And of course, there is no place. At sea, there is no place. You're just It's constantly changing. There's no landmarks. Um, but just I, I, as I disappear from the shore, I feel I'm getting into the zone where I feel most comfortable. It's like almost like a sanctuary. It's quite a remarkable thing. And I feel myself leaving everything behind. All the stresses, all the difficulties, um, all the complexities and confusions of life and just this extreme simplicity. The wind, the rain, the sea, the waves, the birds and me, nothing else. 
that emptying of the mind. It literally feels like the wind blows my mind clear, empties it. And I suppose it's what Buddhists seek when they, they meditate and you're looking for that emptying. That's how I find it. I find it by a complete physical removal of myself from the terrestrial world. Um, and And I suppose it's what I was looking for to some extent with those crazy adventures I had in my youth. Okay, I was heavily involved politically and it was all part of um, my engagement with the world, but at the same time it was a removal from my own world, from the world with which I was familiar, um, which I felt was essential to the formation of myself. Thanks for listening. For more information on George, visit the show notes on theadventurepodcast.co.uk. This podcast is produced in association with Sidetracked, and you can read more amazing stories at sidetracked.com. The podcast is hosted by Matt Pycroft and produced by Pip Saunders and Tom Cargriffin. If you'd like to say hello, then you can email us at info at theadventurepodcast.co.uk.